Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on kids now gather round Grab along and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Mero Climo Yeah baby Ooh Ooh, ah. I don't know why I said ooh. It seemed like a... Like, a, like you're an orangutan. Uh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Thank you for coming up to Los Angeles again, Oh, Servo. I'm getting sick of it. I'm really getting sick of it. That's why you every just time, move. Just move. No, no, no. Every, t- every time you say, come to LA, I'll show you some cool places. And then we end up in just some random cafe that like serves the same stuff that every cafe does. It's not special. I feel like... I, I, the people there, I always feel like I'm kind of like grossed out by some of the way that people act and dress like like i'm all about style but sometimes i'm just like wow these guys are thirsty they are thirsty yeah just like okay we get it i know you want someone to take a picture of you and ask who you are and it's just i don't know it's gross we should do it we should ask them who we are we should go up to people and be like may i have your autograph oh my god that would actually be be funny if we ran that's a funny man on the street yeah that's a good bit can i get a picture with you and i love your work oh my god i love your work yeah i love your work they we went to toluca lake which is kind of by burbank and sherman oaks and that that jam and it does look like everyone is trying to be uh our friend brian actually put it in a very funny way or was it you or brian i forget but someone said um like Everyone looks like they're either working like on a set or designing the set or yeah. they're like the set design, which is so funny because yeah. they do it, it's like this eclectic, colorful way of dressing, but it is so like a set designer. It's very yeah. funny because it's Absolutely. it's artistic and materialistic, everyone's wearing sunglasses but, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which is why I chose our guest today because he is the antithesis yes. of that, the anti that. Yes, does antithesis mean anti <laughs> <laughs> the antidote? <laughs> He's the anticoagulant. <laughs> Does antithesis mean the opposite? <laughs> Am I in a Shakespeare play right now? He's the anti-that. <laughs> I'm going to put my intro away because I want to I want to tell oh. you guys exactly why we're going to talk with the wonderful Mike Dawson today. Yes. So uh, if you listen to the Adam Carolla show, you totally know who Dawson is. He's been a character, you know, a person forever and ever. He's the voice of it. Yeah. He's the uh, person that does a lot of the segments. He's super funny, super cool. I've also noticed... I. 
as I listen, the past couple of years, he's gotten a lot more um, like, you know, talking time in general. So I feel like we've gotten to know the character of him from behind the scenes of my radio days. I've always heard of Dawson because he worked in San Diego radio for a while. Um, I'm sure we will talk about this with him, but he was really highly regarded at this one station and he was a music director there and a, an on-air talent. And then I just had remember hearing that, that there was this big like kind of blow up at the station and mm. like a big shakeout of corporate versus music people. And then uh, he left or, you know, went on to work with Corolla, which I thought was a big kind of like cool fuck you to the radio world. Yeah, yeah. Because now they're they're sitting on top of the game. And that doesn't happen a lot. Exactly. It yeah. really doesn't. And right. we'll hear that he is the voice of many different things, including a lot of audiobooks and um, some sports competitions and, you know. Fun stuff. I think once you hear one word come out of this dude's mouth, you're going to be like, he should be in radio. He yeah. should. He has it. Yeah. Right. He's the best. I'm so excited to talk to him. I, I, I really think his voice is unbelievable. I do, too. It, he's one of a kind. Well, let's let's just like, come on. Let's not fuck around. OK. Let's I want get him here. to talk us into the sleeping bag. Oh, that would be so yeah. cool. Wouldn't that be great? I know. I wish we would have asked him. I know. Or we're about to do it. So I wish. I, I mean, I, I wish, wish we, we would... could ask him, <laughs> yeah. but we'll probably forget. And that's why it's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're the antithesis of remembering. <laughs> here okay. we go into the sleeping bag with Mike Dawson. <laughs> about you right at the top to compliment you sir is that um you speak so fast sometimes you know mm-hmm. when you are doing that and we will talk about this but dawson does the adam carolla show and many no other events all identity and- theft and monitor all protection and all, all, wow, so you could do that <laughs> all transactions in all businesses but lifelock and help keep what yours yours with lifelock identity protection right oh now use promo code adam and get 15 percent off <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use promo code Adam, I, we can, can do that. Be, and get I can be fa- What's your promo code? You guys we don't have one yet. We have okay. a, uh, Adam and Eve. You yeah. can get 50% off with Campfire if you okay. want to order a dildo. Yeah, camp- yeah. I, I can do it much faster if I'm reading it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Somehow I've developed an ability to read ahead of my brain. How do you do that? I feel like I your brain know. is so smart. I don't know. I'd love to. I don't know. Is that something you trained practice, your... I guess. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've got to, I'm sorry. I don't want to go a whole hour with you in this. I just need you to say it so I can just get it out of here. Okay. I know it's horrible to ask you to, but Ooh, can what? you just say in a world? Because I know, <laughs> I know you had to do that a hundred thousand times. In a world. Oh! <laughs> One man. <laughs> One bar, <laughs> fifty beers. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Tomorrow <laughs> is gonna hurt. Mike Dawson is wasted. <laughs> oh Fuck, gosh, dude, you, you got a voice. You I got know. a voice. No wonder you are where you are. It's, Jeez. A, it's, a, it's an instrument. It really is. I guarantee too. If I was in a random bar uh, off a highway in Kentucky and I met you, I would not fuck with you at all. Just with that voice and the feeling. No way. I apparently can give some pretty mean looks, too. Even really? when I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. yeah. People look at me and go, dude, are you pissed at me? <laughs> no, what? Like, you look so angry. So so having your voice be such a predominant part of your entire persona, right? Mm-hmm. Like working and... Like, like when you make random calls to schedule an oil change, are, do people comment on it? They don't comment on it, but they treat me very nice, especially... Especially if it's a lady at the other end. Really? Yeah. It must be. She's you have moved. that voice. It does. Yeah. I'm wet. I'm wet. <laughs> yeah. So that's. I'm just gonna isolate that and make that my ringtone. It doesn't. In fact, I got a call. I got a call from a collections agency. <laughs> They're like, forget it. We took care of it. We took care of it. Call from a collections agency for, for the the collecting for the city of Los Angeles, and just because I 
formed an LLC and now I live in Los Angeles, they feel like they can come and take taxes wow. from me. Oh. Yep. But we're exempt through a creative artist exemption. As long as we make under $300,000 a year, we pay zero taxes. Really? Wait, this is good to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. is for the city of L.A. But uh -huh. it only matters if you have like an LLC or a, you know, you're incorporated in some right. way. Right. And uh -huh. yours is Los Angeles, right? I'm yeah. going to give that a plug. Okay, yep. And, um, and the lady... The lady calls me up and she's, you know, talking like a collections agent. And I say, you know what, ma'am, I'm very sorry about this. I'm sorry that the city of L.A. has started to waste your time. I didn't even live in Los Angeles during these years. I lived in Burbank. And she's like, okay, Mr. Dawson. Um, well, would you mind sending them an email and copying me on it? And then we could just take this off our books. <laughs> you are the nicest collections lady yeah. I have ever talked to in Man. my life. She's sending you like chocolates or something right. the next week. That's so cool. She's paying you at the end. <laughs> so uh, did you, I'm so interested. I mean, we'll definitely go into podcasting because I know that's your present and future. But of course, I know you from more of my, my radio years. And especially since I had always heard of you when I worked at the Belly Up, the music venue, because you were in San Diego for a few years working at this really cool station called The Planet that I thought was like, um, it seemed to have a very good fan base of people feeling like the music was curated and picked really well. And then all I remember as an outsider is this huge kind of like corporate sooth came in and changed everything. And I just remember hearing about that. So like, were, were you part of that? Is the, that uh, the, the ending of the planet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember hearing like as a music fan yeah. and a radio fan, of course I was upset, but being someone that was like, you know, a cousin of, uh, we were a music venue, so we were friends with all the radio people. And I just remember hearing um, good things about you, but then also like sad things about that kind of transition. So it, were you caught up in that? You know, it's funny. It, here's how that day went. Mm -hmm. Now, my show was from 7 to midnight. Okay. Um, but since, and this was weird, um, since I became music director, uh, the... Um, dogs gotta be... Bothering? Is that no, bothering? dogs nope, gotta be dogs. Yep. This okay. is... We're in your world. It's dogs you know, Angeles. I, I record audiobooks in the other room, and, and there are no bones allowed <laughs> in that room. We love our bones. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I get to work at, uh, you know, I got to work from like 3.30 to 11.30 because, God forbid, you don't clock 40 hours. I'm like, dude, this is fucking radio, man. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get into this to do 40 hours. Yes, right. Uh, well, that's the way it goes if you're going to if you're gonna have your stripes. <laughs> I, love, I love how they make... I love how they make uh, a job sound so much more important <laughs> by calling it stripes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got the stripes. Yeah. What are you, a fucking general? <laughs> uh, um, so I go to work, and that night at about 10.30, uh, I get a phone call on the air from the general manager. <laughs> really? 10.30 at night. Hey, just want to check in, see how you're doing. I'm like, oh. Doing good, man. How are you? <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, I want to talk to you about something. So if you could come in tomorrow, um, that'd be great. I'm like, okay. Oh, that sucks. You know, I was planning on being here tomorrow. Yeah, my whole job so, thing. So, yeah. yeah, you know, I got a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think anything of it. And I drive home. And um, do you guys remember Midori Lazel? Midori on 94.9? Yes, I absolutely okay. do. Oh. Yeah. So Midori's shift was from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Was she the Sonic Chill or like yeah yeah yeah, yeah I something that. like that yeah yeah and I would get off work 
at 11.30, 11.45, and I'd drive home, and I'd listen to Midori's show. Mm-hmm. And her and I just became friends. Sometimes I'd just call her on the air on my way home. <laughs> and I believe I had this conversation with her. The weirdest thing, the general manager called me on the air at 10.30 tonight. Anyway, so I go home, go to bed, wake up the next morning, and uh, I don't know if you guys can verify this, but when you work in radio, pretty much the first thing you do in the morning is turn on the radio. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's like, where are we? What did anything what time happen? Is, it? Yeah. is there a legal ID? Yeah. Right. Am I, am, are my clock's right. Right. Yeah. Is the world ending? Like, I would right. always listen to be like, is there a giant news story going on that we're going to mm-hmm. like go on air and miss? Mm-hmm. Do I need to be there now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. exactly. And um, uh, I turn on the radio and it's the new home of FM talk. Oh, fuck. The station is gone. Oh, my god! I don't have a job anymore. What the fuck? That's why the general manager wanted to talk to me. They flipped it overnight? They flipped it overnight. Oh you know what? Gosh. This is the problem I have with radio. It sounds like it's so fucking shady. So yeah, shady. It is. And, it and, and is. Like every week of every day of your life, you're like, this could be the last day. That, that's a hard way to live. Yeah. That must cause a lot of anxiety in you. <sighs> well, first of all, the anxiety... <laughs> Most of the anxiety was, yeah, we were, A, live on the radio. Yeah. Um, and that was funny because, you know, I did a few shifts in Santa Barbara live. But when I got to 1037 The Planet, yeah, they're like, we're, we do everything live. We're still running carts. We're mm-hmm. still doing CDs. Wow. And I loved every minute of that. Yeah. But when you get off work at midnight... You're not going to bed for it till 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sleep well, yeah. especially if you live in a condo complex or in PB or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. Um, so you get a combination of lack of sleep and then that time leading up to having to go to work at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, all you're thinking about is, I have to go to work yeah, yeah, at 4 you, you o'clock can't, in the like, afternoon. Lose track of yeah. time. You can't yeah. do anything. Right, yeah. right. You can't go to a movie and then be like, oh, shit, it's 5 p.m. Right. Or, yeah. So... Uh, the anxiety was really, really bad for a long time. I I totally understand this because one of my jobs, I own an art company where we do live art at corporate events, like live painting, live drawing, that kind of thing. Okay. And, and when I have a gig, I don't have gigs every day, but when I have a gig day, even if it starts at from six to nine, <laughs> the entire day is completely and utterly fucked. Yeah. I can't imagine that being my every day. Every right. day. Because yeah. I'd be like, get up, I'm like, well, I can't do that. I can't even eat lunch. I got, oh, I got four more hours, three more hours, yeah. two more. It's like, it's it's insane to live that way. Yeah. It must make you guys go crazy. It did. I I definitely think on the flip side, the the early morning wake up, like trying to have your alarm go off at 4 a.m. I feel like I never mm. quite got into that. But I was going to say that also happened with a really great station in San Diego that I loved called KPRI. And they switched oh, yeah. overnight to Christian, to Christian rock. And so, Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, oh, flipped, they flipped in the middle of the night. And wow. I remember people waking up and. Um, Jesus is risen. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being like, this can't, this has to be an April Fool's joke or something. So, did you, so the next morning, did you have that conversation with your boss? I mean, you obviously knew what it was going to be about, but did you end up going to his office? Oh, I went and I talked to the GM. Uh huh. And he's like, so, and he saw the look on my face. And he's Jeez. like, sorry for the subterfuge, um, but couldn't really tell anybody. And, you know, to, to give him credit, he was like, look, I liked you. I think his name was Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, really good guy. And he's like, look, I, I just, I didn't want you to find out about this without at least hearing my voice. I couldn't tell you about it, but yeah. I just felt that I owed you a phone call to tell you you're doing a good job. Let's yeah. talk tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, yeah. like, I feel like at least you have the, the good side of things because the only thing I miss about radio is having like the live buzz and the live more interaction because I feel like with podcasts, like we'll hear from a couple people every week and be like, I liked your episode on mm. Tuesday. But it's like, but I feel like at least you guys with Corolla, it's like he can tweet out something and you're taking, you're speaking to people and it's almost got that radio feel. It, like, right? it, it, he purposely made it the radio yeah, feel. And the, the cool segments. thing is, is now we're, we're no longer doing a four minute show of, is 16 minute blocks yeah. and seven minutes of commercials every hour mm. we're doing two hours straight in and out you know i'm from door to door three and a half hours a day really it's wow great. that's great. rad it's, it's 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 the new four in the door <laughs> <laughs> you're earning your stripes you're like fuck the stripes but i also feel like i mean i just met you but i get the feeling that you have a in the best way like a a personality that you're not afraid to kind of say what you mean and you're like your own True. person did that get you in trouble in radio oh yeah <laughs> tell um, it because i love i love trouble i got i got called into our gm's office for um cantori and i said the word moist and a woman called in and said that she was offended that we oh, used God. the word moist, and, and it was like we had to talk to uh <laughs> like like five people in a boardroom and we're they were almost like strong arming us to apologize and we were like why would we apologize we're not sorry okay. for saying that a fuck that noise yeah i agree uh B, um, a friend of mine, uh, we were on a Corolla cruise, and a friend of mine said, who was on the cruise, a Corolla fan, she goes, I have an idea for a podcast. <laughs> it's just you, and the, the podcast is only 22 seconds long, <laughs> and the intro is words that sound gross <laughs> when this guy says them <laughs> you could pull it off and of one of them was moist <laughs> no one could be mad at dawson saying that it. is a great segment you should do that segment yeah that's a great segment like yeah yeah words that get yeah i think that's great I, that's words I that like sound that. gross when you say them yeah but there was, we had we had about we had like 20 of them and most oh. of them are like non-sexual but when you say them yeah like moist is the perfect example yeah. you'd be talking about a fucking cupcake yeah, cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's funny like uh, i heard a comedian i think it was Patton oswald talk about how like when they do a tv movie like a movie that then they put on tv they have to change the bad words right and it makes it way creepier when they like substitute like i'm gonna fuck you in the ass to like i'm gonna put my ding dong in your hoo-ha and it's like that's way creepier than just getting fucked in the ass <laughs> yeah. so it's like a lot of times like using those different words really do yeah, matter <laughs> i could see that so what, what are what's one of the times that you got in trouble uh well let's see i had the um president of the ventura chapter of the hell's angels call the radio station oh, monday fuck no i just uh <laughs> I just played a Stone song and started talking about Altamont. <laughs> and uh, I said some things that, uh, you know, uh, according to some people's timeline is true and correct. Uh -huh. According to other people's timeline is 100% false. And let me tell you, that that's, uh, you want to end up on one side of those tracks. <laughs> So, and I love that they were listening too. That they called in. Like yeah, well, they're, they're listening in the fucking clubhouse. Uh, they're yeah. listening in the, in the Hell's Angels clubhouse uh, down in the real gritty part of Ventura. They had a badass clubhouse down there. I saw it way after the fact, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's where that happened. And uh, <laughs> uh, the guy's name is uh, Christy. His last name is Christy. I can't think of his first name right now, but I recently reached out to him on Twitter uh, because he, George Christy. 
he follows everybody that follows him, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can direct message him. And I sent him a direct message about a year ago and just said, hey, uh, do you remember calling 99.9 K-Tide and, and, and having a frank conversation with a program director about one, what one of the DJs said on the air regarding Altamont? And he gets back to me within minutes. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, I was that guy. I was that DJ. And he goes, good to know. <laughs> like, and that's it? And that's it. Oh, good. I love a moment just thinking about this idea of like the the, the leader of the Hells Angels listening to the radio going, you know what? I'm going to call that guy. Yeah, I, and I, he I, rushes I, into his office. He's like, beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Oh, have, you get me through this fucking DJ. I have a feeling he might have, you know, there's there are probably a lot of other Ventura chapters that have the yeah. Hell Angels guys. They're yeah. all there. Yeah. Like, fuck, we got to get this fucking guy. And now you're getting a tour like a few and years so, later. My boss calls me into his office. That was my first greatest, great mentor boss, Keith Royer uh, at K-Tide in Santa Barbara. Fantastic guy. Um, calls me into his office and he goes, you know who that was on the telephone? And he's a little shaky. I'm like, who? He goes, that was the president of the Hells Angels. <laughs> he's mad at you. Oh. And he goes, he goes, believe me, you don't want to be on the receiving end of that phone call. Can Gosh. You, can you please not say anything about oh Altamont? Oh, my gosh. I just got goosebumps. And I'm like, I, I, dude, and I go, I'm sorry. And I was I was scared for about a day. Mm -hmm. And then I wore it as a badge. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Has there ever been any other moments where you're like, holy fuck, that kind of like freaked me out that I just got that call, like weird calls or threatening calls while you're on the radio? Um, yeah. I, Probably. Did, yeah. Have you? No, I've never been on radio. And um, pe and I think people being on a podcast will get an, an email sometimes like, I can't believe you said that thing, right? But nobody's threatening. I can't. It's like, oh, delete. Yeah. <laughs> but like someone calling in and kind of accosting you a little bit. I remember now I was doing uh afternoon drive in a resort town in Michigan, but I was doing it from my uh, kitchen in Burbank ah. for like six years. And I'd go out there every year. But one time I talked about how um, The Hustler was a great movie, but The Color of Money was the stupidest fucking sequel <laughs> oh, I love all stuff like fucking that. time. Oh. Oh. And then I played the Clapton. It's in the way that you use it. And um, and some guy called the station and just was harassing. Call, they called them in Michigan, didn't call me. Wow. But, but the the uh, the music scheduler the the APD there she's like can you can you please stop bagging on this movie because I'm tired of talking to this guy. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's we would get funny. people that would um, stop by the station like unannounced, yeah. and it always it didn't like freak me out obviously because they had like a few barriers to get to us, but it sure. always was like who would just drive into a, st a station and be like, I'm going to pop in and say hi to these people that are recording. I mean, it must be the tr true with both of you guys, but it's like, they think that they know you because they mm -hmm. hear you. They hear your opinions. They agree with you. They're probably talking to the radio like, yeah, I feel the same way. And yeah. so they feel like th that barrier. They have it, a relationship yeah. with you. And they're going to come in and say hi. And, have with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, b because of that, the part of that, the reason for that is that we're taught that when you're talking on the radio, 
you're actually just riding shotgun with your best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's your best friend. You talk to one person. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you never say you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very very personal. It's one of the things I love about radio yeah. is we yeah. all throughout our lives developed these intimate relationships with disc jockeys mm-hmm. yeah and we've never met before in our life but we feel like we know them that they're our friends yeah and you have to realize that if you're going to remain sane in this business <laughs> you know yeah people are going to come to you mm-hmm. like they know all about you and as long as they're cool you're cool yeah, yeah. Do you get? Do you feel like the people that associate with you? Do you feel like for the most part they get you right, or do you feel like there's a lot of like misconception? Yeah, there's a lot of paint on that canvas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like um, that. But uh, for the most part, um, the people who I don't know, there's like a lot of there's a lot of especially working for Corolla, there tends to be a lot of lore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. surrounding certain people yeah sure and in many cases in most cases it's because when that was first presented on the radio back in 2007 radio it's theater of the mind we're right. giving ourselves to it pouring into it how much of that story is true 20 percent. yeah you know things like that i think over the years um, and we've, I'm incredibly fortunate. I've been working for Adam now for 18 years. Wow. Fuck. That's, <clears throat> that's crazy. I feel like, the, in no, a, especially in 15. our. 15. But still, even more than like Wait, three years. Wait, let's just act like that's. Let's act like that's important. Do math no, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what twelve? Wow. I feel like anyone in kind of our age range, if you hold down a job for longer than eight months, it's like, are you retiring right now? <laughs> like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in radio too. They used to say you haven't worked in radio until you've been fired. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, when yeah. you first get into radio, you're totally arrogant. Like fuck you, dude. Yeah. I work in radio. I ain't been fired. I'm fucking good. Yeah. And then yes. the first the first station to fire me was one. 037 the planet mm. and i i called all my friends who told me that i said hey guess what <laughs> i work I finally, in radio. i finally work in radio <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah That's i see great. it I and see they it all go time. and they all said oh i'm sorry dude <laughs> <laughs> and this past like i don't know if you still keep up with radio news Ho- hopefully you're not doing that at all but like um i love radio news i, I oh, go yeah. to allaccess.com okay yeah i mean it was like a couple a, times a month it was a bloodbath right before covid that's when my my boyfriend got let go but like i feel like intercom iheart everyone was just letting everyone go in mm-hmm. droves like right before the pandemic and then it was like i felt like people were like hanging by a cliff and then it was like just it made it easy for i think the radio stations to let even more people that's what it was they they were they wanted to kill everybody anyway Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh radio was not making money anymore and you know what fucking all 10 middle fingers in the air (laughs) to you clear channel (laughs) oh my god i love you you, j core to you uh intercom intercom fucking all of you guys yeah 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 fuck you (laughs) you guys are the ones who by uh, having these massive conglom- conglomerations and introducing voice tracking and foreign voices uh-huh. into the market, you got rid of the farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you made radio less localized, and that's the only thing that radio fucking has going for it. It's yeah. your town's radio station. Yeah. So good for you. Fucking stoked you lost all your fucking money. 
but they used COVID as a cover yeah. to fire yeah. everybody. They got rid of Kevin and Bean. They canned the entire fucking morning show. And sure, their their budget, I don't know, twelve million a year probably for yeah. that entire mm-hmm. staff. Um, um, but you know they just saw the writing on the wall with uh, Spotify, Pandora. Yeah. Why Why would you listen to something unless you plan it? Because look, um. I have shit to do. I don't need to make a goddamn set list for my life. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. Right. Yeah. That's why I hate Five Guys Burgers. <laughs> because there's you have to order like everything. You got there's five of you there. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't one of you decide on how to make a fucking hamburger <laughs> and just let me order it? <laughs> so people, you know, and that's that's why I wear a uniform. It's a black T-shirt. And a pair of jeans and a hoodie. No, that's like every fucking yeah, day. Yeah, you and Steve Jobs, right? Take that off the goddamn back. list. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I, I like listening to radio. Mm-hmm. I like not being in control. Although when I was the music director at K Tide in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. I was in control, and I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked listening to the radio and knowing what I'm going to play next. Because you love music, and I feel like that's also as you were talking about getting ready getting rid of the soul and the localization i feel like getting rid of true music lovers is such a damage too because it just then the people listening it's like oh okay it's just everything programmed it's, well, you can tell there's no like human behind it anymore. yeah i was also gonna say like i think a lot of people even though maybe we're all savvy with uh things like spotify or looking up st- new stuff or having that ear right always mm-hmm. on the new a lot of people say like how do you find music and i think right. that used to be radio it yeah used to even be if radio. it was even if it was like oh i like pop music well then you're going to go to the pop music station you're going to listen right. to the new stuff mm-hmm. that's going on or the rock station or whatever i'm sorry but i don't want to put my music curate curation in the hands of a 23 year old silicon valley dude who just graduated from harvard yeah yeah i'm sorry dude i'm not i i I want i want the guy telling me what to listen to i want the guy with with a shirt going over his belly that (laughs) barely goes over he drinks his beer with a koozie oh and he so, takes his trucker hat and he tacos it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't eat at five guys. I, I mean, thank goodness, though, that right now as radio is dying, and it really has died in many ways, that we were at the same time that podcasts were growing, yeah. right? Because had this happened 20 years ago with radio, oh, yeah, be like, What's then, next? then it was like, oh, well, what do we do? There's no way to even connect with people. So now we just die out. But like, actually, I feel it's like- not. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry. No, no. Tell I was me. just gonna say I feel like podcasts are actually a new breath in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. You have to search it out in a different way, but you have a voice that maybe you can even be more raw and more honest. You want to get really meta about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah let's do meta it. Us. Pretty soon. Oh no. Podcasts are gonna be broadcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. On yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. But I've been saying this for a long time, and I I kind of said it at the beginning when um. Because I went through, when I first got into radio, we were the last of the independents. I was 99.9 K-Tide, 101.7 (laughs) K-Lite. Oh, you want to hear another shit moment? Just do call signs. Our whole podcast could just be you doing call signs. We don't don't need to talk about anything else. And also AM 1070 KCBS. Actually, it wasn't 1070. I forget what we were. We don't give a fuck. It's fine. It works. I love it. 1070's KNX. I almost feel bad, not bad for you, but you're so talented that you have to use your talent. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I you, hate. you can't just like not do anything. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I will never stop. Yeah, you're gonna really? be working till the day you die. Yeah, I'm, I'm so nowhere. sorry that you're this talented. All I do is work. I work seven days a week. You do? Yeah. Do you um, have a, a? Are we able to ask about your personal life really quick? Yeah, single. single. I got two dogs. I own a house. Beautiful dogs. It's a beautiful dogs. house. Ladies. Beautiful dogs. I know. <laughs> You're, Come on. I know, ladies. And you're so cute and adorable. <laughs> and honestly, I love this room. I know I said it in the, at the top of the hour. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just starting going to use radio <laughs> radio terms. At the top of the hour. Of the hour. We were over here, and we're, we're here in this garage. It's all set up for rock and roll, guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but it's totally a den. A den of like, Sin it's like a cool den. And destruction. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a type? Uh, attractive. <laughs> Guys don't have type. That's, I know they don't. I know mine yeah. is like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls, Girls might are have so, types. so specific. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah. Guys, Guys don't, don't have types. types. I uh, love that. Bokan has a type. Uh, what's yeah? Okay. So real quick. So yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna tell us a shit. Uh, my first on-air foray. Yes. Uh, was on 101.7 K Light, Santa Barbara's Light FM. <laughs> That was Celine Dion coming oh. up. I got tracks from Madonna. Also, uh, Warrant. The lighter side of Warrant. <laughs> you literally pulled that from I, like, I, I, I didn't above. mean Warrant. Damn it, I meant Whitesnake. Because <laughs> you know there were there were there were a few versions of a lot of Whitesnake songs. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. yeah. Um uh, here I go again. Yeah. Is this love? There were there Is were rock love? versions. And there were ballads. Po- and there were there were then there were the, the soft rock yeah. versions. Yeah. Um, coming up, I got Spandau Ballet. <laughs> um, and so it was my first gig on the radio, and they finally give me a weekend morning shift. And I get to be on the air from 8 a.m. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And my parents come and visit me in Santa Barbara. Aww. And we all get up early. And we had the, the newspaper delivered to the radio station, so I just sat my dad in the corner. Aww. Here's a paper. My mom is just really eager sitting uh-huh. on the on the interviewee side of the desk. Like, wow. And 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 she's just like, Wow, my son's on the radio. And uh, I do a break. <laughs> I do a break and the phone rings. And I go, <laughs> Mom, the phone's ringing. Somebody's calling. Should I answer it? She's like, yeah, it's your job. Answer it. And I answer it. And it's this, it's this girl. I don't know how old she was. Maybe like 13 or 15 or something. And she goes, right, 101.7 K-Light, hi. And she goes, hi. Um, I just want to tell you that you suck. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> My... My dad's laughing his ass off in the corner, <laughs> and I don't blame him because I laugh about it now. But at that moment, I was like, "Because like all we want to do in life is <laughs> like show better. our parents that that we're worth right. something and that right. we like try so hard." That's so funny. That's You're my like, poor mom. You listen here, you little bitch. That's yeah. what I would have said. <laughs> so, Why don't you come down here? I was like, "Well, thanks for calling. Can I play anything for you?" <laughs> she's like, "Yes, zero yeah, She's like, "White snake." Request. Here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So then I don't even know the story of. How you even got into got the Corolla gig, or how well, did that even come about? It actually starts with waking up one day and finding out that one hundred three seven is now one hundred three seven FM talk. Uh-huh. Mm. Tom Likas in the afternoon. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Corolla in the morning. Mm. And uh, I actually said, and I swear to God, this is one hundred percent true. But I actually said to one of the people I worked with, who also got fired, I said, "Fuck these guys." 
I'm going to go get a fucking job with Adam Carolla. Really? And then I went home for, for then I, I couldn't pay my mortgage. So I had to rent out my condo. Mm-hmm. I had to mm. move back in with my parents. Mm. How old I, were you at this point? Shit, 32. Okay. I love hearing 32. these stories. We yeah. hear Moving a lot of stories parents. about, like, yeah. we honestly, we all the time, this is what I love so much about hearing people being, like, almost seeming like going backwards and then, yeah. like, going forwards. I love that. I love that so much. So yeah. it's Thanksgiving, and my brother says to me, hey, Michael, there's a, there's a station in San Francisco that uh, it's like Jack FM, but they have DJs. <laughs> They're called Max FM. He goes, you should just go work there. And I, I, I look at my brother and go, you're a fucking idiot, dude. That's how it works. Hey, I'm just going to show up and go, hey, I should work here. I should be on the air. <laughs> like, I want to do it. And, uh, and my brother's like, well, try it. Dude, what a, it's, it's San Francisco, man. It's like fucking Market 8. Yeah. Like, fucking, mm-hmm. knock it. They, they hire pros. Yeah. And the the Monday after Thanksgiving, I sent a, a resume and an air check-in, and the guy got back to me that day, and he said, can you be here tonight at 9.30? <laughs> I want to throw you on the air at 10 p.m. Wow. for 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I want you to do 20 to 30 minutes on the air, and we'll talk. And I showed up. I did 30 minutes on the air. Whoa. And the guy goes, uh, uh, you want middays? What? So you got it like, with it yeah, like I that got, quickly. Yeah. And but your, they, your brother's like, fuck you. I told you. I did, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I called my brother. I'm like, I, I apologize for everything <laughs> I said to you. Apparently, <laughs> that is apparently that's how this business works. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm here. Wow. And so I did. Uh, I did. Middays, they only paid me for two live days. Now, here's the thing. It was a, it, it, it's San Francisco. It's middays. The hourly wage is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But they only let me do two days a week live. They made me voice track the other three days. So I was still making 300 bucks a week. Oh, it was no. nothing. Right, in San Francisco. You're, you're on the air in San Francisco. Yeah. Middays in San Francisco. And you're making 300 a week. And you're making dick. Fuck that. And every single day I'm checking allaccess.com. Job openings every single day. And I see one day that they're looking for a technical producer for the Adam Carolla show. Wow. I don't know what the fuck a technical producer <laughs> But you is. knew Adam Carolla and you're like, well, I knew who he was. fuck this. And I knew that he's on the air at the station I just got fired from. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this fucking job. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the posting was send us your most recent on-air bit. I was like, oh, fuck. And your resume. I didn't have an on-air bit. Yeah. Um, so I downloaded <laughs> editing software, figured out how the fuck to use it. I grabbed the Olympic theme that dun, 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 dun. and now we present the top five things we hated about the winter Olympics. Yes. And, uh, and it was the year that Bodie Miller, um, did not finish on the podium oh, at yeah. all. He was like Bodie Miller was like a huge failure, and there was there was words yeah. that he was partying and that's mm. right. I remember that. Yeah. So one of them was 
I think number two was Bodie Miller. Hey, bro. <laughs> Did you have a good time? Did you have a good time in Torino? And by the way, um, what name did I use? Um, give me a give me an Italian name. Ooh, Marisco. Okay. Hey, by the way, dude, my cousin Marisco, which means seafood in Mexican, <laughs> he says you still owe him for that Lebanese blonde hash. <laughs> <laughs> and then the number one thing that we hate, that we'd like to forget about the Winter Olympics, curling. <laughs> and that was the joke. Oh and since then, I've developed a serious love for curling. So don't get me wrong. I don't even know what that's cr- fucking that bocce on ice. Yeah. Uh, I'm it totally is, into it. It is completely bocce on ice. It is the greatest sport yeah. of all fucking time. I feel Actually, like it's that's very funny. If you haven't used that before, that's a great. I've never heard that before. It, that's a curling with bocce curling. on ice. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. So you you basically created your own segment mm-hmm. then. Yeah. So I did that. I sent it in. And I got a I got a call, and they said um, we'd like you to come and audition. Okay, so uh, they want to they want to fly me down, and I'm like, fuck that! I got friends. I'll drive. Save your money. I'll drive. They put me up at the Mondrian Hotel, <laughs> which I believe is where Belushi checked out. Yeah. Um, it's up. Just just down the street from Sunset, mm-hmm. right in the mix of everything. And this is, you know, Sunset was still cooking. This yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> this is 2006. Yeah. So there was still quite a bit of action. Yeah. And I got to see none of it because <laughs> I was trying to go to bed at 7 o'clock in the evening, <laughs> trying to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then I jump in a taxi cab. No. I drive there. I don't remember. Anyway, I'd either take a cab or drive, or I think I drove. I think I took a cab. Skateboarding. The first time. Yeah, skateboarding. You curled there. I think. I think I remember you. Yeah, curling all the he way there. Out of unicycle. <laughs> That's not the point. Anyway, so I showed up at three thirty in the morning, um, and worked my ass off for five days, three thirty in the morning to four thirty in the afternoon, thirteen hours a day. Wow. Um, and just figured out what a technical producer is. Wow. And thankfully I had downloaded this one piece of audio (laughs) editing software so I could kind of figure it out a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, it was good enough for them. Uh, the final test was they put me in a room with Adam and, and I had to record his commercials, you know, his syndicated stuff and then send that off. And uh, I'm in there with Adam, and that was the final test of can now now can Adam work with me? Put, put me in a room with him for 30 yeah. minutes. Can I work with this guy? Is he cool to be around? And then they offered me the job. And here's a shit show moment. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'll give you two of them. That day I was in the studio with Adam. We were talking about bongs and stuff. And I really wanted to tell him the story about how I used to live with a math genius at UCSB. <laughs> and he created a gravity bong, an amazing ah. one that, that knocked people out and left <laughs> resin stains on your teeth. And it was this amazing piece of work. And from that day on, I became Stoner Dawson. Ah. And he ah. joked about it afterwards. He's like, look, if you're ever looking for another job, don't talk about bongs when you meet the boss. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And I, 
I essentially had the wrong idea of who Adam was. Interesting. Ah. I thought I thought his man show. He's gonna love this. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not. You know. He's he's incredibly intelligent and yeah. totally fucking funny. Right. Right. Um. And but, know, knows how to market his own brand yeah. in that yeah. way. He knows who his audience is. Isn't that yeah. funny though? How how it's like that little character then gets exploited. Yeah, exactly. and, and, and that's, as we're, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I always feel like that too, where it's like you say these little things about, and then it gets picked up on, and then reflected back to you in like a weird way, and then yeah, I've had to really work on not like lashing out at stuff that I create, like of my own. Yeah. I wonder thing. if he yeah. despises the way that I mean, obviously it's it's a brand that's been built for him by him, you mm-hmm. know, but like men must look at him a certain way. Does he despise that? Do you think at all? Mm. He he enjoys that that people connect with any of his character. He he um now he's incredibly appreciative, A, of the people who give him the opportunity, as we all are, give yeah. him the opportunity to be able to do this sure. for a living. Sure. It's fantastic. Um <clears throat> Corolla also likes a kiss ass. So he likes people who like him. Ah, uh, uh. yeah. So as long as there's a genuine like there. You're in. That's every comic I've ever met. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Totally. They're all, they're all, and I'm not saying about him, I'm not going to say this bold thing, but I think a lot of comedians are kind of insecure and looking mm-hmm. for some attention to tell oh, them they're Adam okay. Will the, Adam will be the first to tell you that he's insecure. Yeah. That he's, I, mean, I, I don't think insecure is the right, is the right word, has incredibly low self-esteem. <laughs> so I don't get that feeling from you. In fact, no. I, in fact, I feel like you, <laughs> I you're, you're kind of, you there. don't give a fuck. You, you actually also, don't give a fuck. But you, see, you also seem so grounded. And I want to touch upon this really quickly. Do, are you doing stand-up now too? I think I heard, do you do stand-up? Um, I've, I've done it a few times and I'm doing it again on March 25th. <gasps> wow. Hell yeah. Dude, oh my gosh. how did okay, you get cool. to that first time? Like, it was it tough? Well, let me give you the second note shit moment yeah, really quick. Yeah, I think we have so much to talk about. This so I got the job. I'll, I'll do this really okay. quick. No, I love it. No, take love your time. Uh, yeah, we have I got the job. I got a call yeah. from Jack Silver. Uh, Mr. Dawson, we want to offer you this job as the te- technical producer of the Adam Carolla show. And who is Jack Silver? I know I've heard the name mm. of a couple Pro- times. Program director. Okay. He's for, like, it pays $300 a week. He says it pays 70000 a year. And I'm like, I'm biting my fucking knuckle. Wow. Radio. This is more than double what I made in San Diego. Yeah, that's and amazing. I'm like, fuck yeah, I made it. Yeah. So three months later, I'm talking to Adam's assistant. She goes, Yeah, that job was budgeted at ninety five thousand a year. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> I left twenty five grand on the table. Yeah, that's so. F- I had a similar thing. They kind of offered me that around to do the the Cantori show and I started crying like Kelly Clarkson yeah, like a moment yeah, totally. like this and then they were like you could have gotten like like 30 grand more like, yeah and I, I called my parents really truly as though I, I had like one American Idol and then oh. yeah they were and then it was funny like and then, that. and then it's like welcome to Hollywood motherfucker <laughs> yeah. oh man but it must have been a great a great move for you it must have been a great moment of vindiction or oh, vindication yeah, the yeah. great the yeah. great vindication was yeah. when we did a live show uh in San Diego at the place that had the flow rider. Oh, with the wave house or something? Yeah, the yeah. wave house. Oh, yeah. We did a live morning show what on heck? a Friday night that aired on Monday. And I ah. got to go back. And ah. it was broadcast oh, on 103.7. You- and nice. most of the same people that fucking fired me, I got to walk back in. <laughs> and I was... I was <sighs> 
I was gracious, mm-hmm. but I was arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the way yeah. to be. That's it was. <laughs> I felt fucking good. That was one of the best fucking days of my life. Yeah. Fuck you. All ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that i mean very rarely do we get that moment in our life right yeah. where you can actually go back it's like of course you see these movies where the 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 kid who got bullied goes back to his high school like reunion yeah. and he goes look at me now right, you know right I, I can't even do a voice that's close right. to your voice so i <laughs> just imagine i just used rom-coms. yeah 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 and so uh how awesome is that that you got to experience that firsthand in a very vindicated way <laughs> yeah. like holy fuck i'm i'm truly blessed <laughs> It was a moment. That's and then, awesome. Then it went. For, so then, how much longer? Like, kind of after that moment. Then, when did it switch to to you guys just going like podcast? They fired us after two years, and then two months later, we just celebrated our twelfth anniversary of the podcast. That's awesome. So Adam started doing the podcast in February took a month off and mm. just started a podcast and this first podcast was i have no idea what this <laughs> is gonna do yeah it's like but we'll talk we'll talk to some people we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. so you guys kept the kind of the same crew and just said well fuck it we're gonna just gonna go do this then in the i think it was the beginning of the summer of that year i think he did it on his own for maybe it was like april or something he did it for two or three months on its on by himself and then when he started to think okay this might be something like let's get the band back together and we all got calls and nobody got offered any money do you want to just come back and do the show we're like oh fuck yeah please (laughs) yeah we all came back and then and then uh i remember the day i remember the day adam was gave me fifty dollars a show (laughs) and he goes back to radio he goes (laughs) you know you're doing too good, he says to both me and Mike Lynch. You guys do too much to not get paid. So I'm gonna give you, a, no, like fifty bucks a week. I'm oh, sorry, not fifty oh, bucks. Okay. No, fifty bucks a week. We're like, hey, thanks, we'll take it. And 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 now I own a house. Everything's cool. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have a lot of questions. I'm going to ask one of them. Um, so at this point, Adam Carolla's already been. He's already been famous. I mean, he's yeah. already had a lot of uh, stuff under his belt. He's got Love Lines. He's been on. He had a show on MTV, Love Lines, right? Still and, Love Lines. Yeah, yeah, Love Lines. Yep. And then he Singular, also. Bro. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just one line. Scratch that. You sound love like line. you're 70, bro. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> My grandpa, like. You guys like the show? Twitters? <laughs> <laughs> the man's show, plural. <laughs> Many men's the men show. <laughs> Are you on the Instagram? Bro, I, so I, I, I am getting older. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> was it at, at any time, I'm sorry, maybe you were grateful and that's awesome, but like, was there a moment where you're like, dude, you're fucking rich, like 50 bucks a week for this? I'm helping you Ooh, build this new brand. Like, no, not at all. You were just like, not cool, I'm glad to be here. 50 no, bucks not. a week? I was, I was not raised with a gimme mentality. You fucking get it. I feel like you put your head down and oh. work for you it. Out, that's yeah. the feeling yeah. I get from you. But yeah. isn't there a part of, okay, all right. And I don't want to no, sound, I don't want to sound not ungrateful not, at all. I'm not, I'm not beholden to him. I'm not, he ain't my fucking daddy. He's got his own fucking kids. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My deal is my deal. 
Well, now I just sound like an asshole. I no, said no, love no, lines. No, it's all good. I said love lines, and now this. It's an honest question, Fuck. Bo. I, I get it. It's a, it's an honest question. No, I think I just look at like I think you're a professional. I think mm-hmm. you do put a lot of work in, and then I look at a situation where you're working with somebody who has a lot of uh, familiarity uh, to the business and has had success, and this is his show, not our show in a lot of ways just by branding alone right it's the adam carolla show not the mike and adam show you know and so it just made me think like wow that's got to be and maybe that's the wrong attitude to have it really may be the wrong attitude for me to have but i was like wow that seems crazy because i mean he's driving home in his car and his going to his house and Mm -hmm. and i get that but but it sounds like you had the right play because now you're where you want to be you know what they're going to put on my tombstone (laughs) Today he stopped paying dues. Always paying dues. Always paying dues. Always paying dues. Huh? Um, and and the, I don't know. I'm. T- it's good advice. It's good advice. And it paid off. I mean, you were probably thinking. I w- I think if you were doing this for twelve years and you were still only making fifty dollars a week, you may be like, this isn't a good equation. But it yeah, sounds sure, like no. it was. It was the. It was the beginning like, of the thing. Exactly. Exactly. So now. Now it seems like you put the equity in and you grow with stuff and then you and I could imagine that it also allows you to have your own cachet when you're doing like stand up or doing your Los Angeles or doing your things, you know, where it's like he provides opportunity. Exactly. That's how I always that's that's the one that's the other thing about the radio that I felt was it give it gave me this like legitimacy that unfortunately like our podcast did. Yeah, exactly. And it makes people be like. She's someone when it's in theory. For sure. We that, saw a huge boost in our numbers just because she was on the radio. Yeah. You know? And and I'm just, I'm just, just an artist. Um, fuck you. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, that being said, you've gone on to do things on the side for yourself. So what are some of those things? Yeah. Because like, obviously you do voiceover shit. Mm-hmm. Obviously. obviously. Um, what are some, some of your favorite less. projects you've worked on? Hmm. I recently... I guess my I guess my favorite right now voiceover project is I just uh, I'm going to use air quotes and say signed a deal. Ooh. Oh, uh, Whoa. we didn't sign shit. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing all 20 of Kinky Friedman's detective novels. Oh, and for those of you who don't know, is Kinky Friedman is the Texas Jew boy. He's the Texas cowboy. Uh, his band was called the Jew Boys. Um, he's he's a Jewish cowboy. Yeah, I love him. And wow. he is one of the most amazing fucking dudes I've ever had the pleasure of knowing in my life. And uh, it took me three years of talking to him. And uh, hey, really? Kink, Kink, got some books there, brother. Could be cashing checks, and you don't have to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it, Mike. Three years later, finally. So I just released the first one. It's called Greenwich Killing Time. It's uh, it's, he's so he's such a curmudgeon. <laughs> he's wonderful. He's, uh, th- these books are great, and I'm working on the second book in the series, A Case of Lone Star. And now he calls me. <laughs> I would call him about every other week, and just check on him, see yeah. how he's doing. Now he calls me every two days. Aww. How are we doing on the audiobook, Mike? <laughs> so you're doing you're you're reading his books for audiobook form representing his voice yeah are you do you have is there a whole setup or is just you in a room doing it on your own you're doing everything directing yourself producing it editing it wow so you don't have someone in a booth like go mike like fuck that's amazing yeah wow one day one day yeah 
I will have I will just be able to go into a room yeah. and I'll read and I'll walk away and yeah. someone else will do all that. Do all shit. the other right. stuff. But, but you're no, doing it all. People don't understand it takes to do a three hundred page audiobook, it takes like four hundred production hours. <sighs> Wait, let me think about this. Okay, three hundred page audiobooks to do four hundred production hours? Mm. So wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And when you have several other jobs and it's all catch yeah. as catch can. Even if you work as hard as you can, two and a half months mm -hmm. is about the wow. amount of time, and you're working uh, quite a few hours a day. Wow. Wow, that's Do you ever crazy. just, like, in the middle of hour number, like, 260, do you just say, like, ins that instead of that? You're like, yeah, no one cares. <laughs> like, do you ever just, like, I feel like I'm, I'm so not detail-oriented that I'd be like, do you, really? If it's, if it's a matter of... Just a mix-up of words, just uh -huh. like a minor dyslexia hmm. that doesn't affect the story, and you see it after the fact, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I said fuck it," and yeah. then you just move on. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what? If it doesn't, if if it doesn't change the, the story, catches it and says something, I'll change it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but no, fuck this. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so interesting. Now, have you done? Didn't I see where you've done some uh, voice work for movies? Or I did a movie trailer. Yeah. Uh, for a movie called The Horror of Barnes Folly. And in fact, I was hanging out drinking here with one of the guys in that movie like three nights ago. That was like a decade ago. Mm. Um, I was in Vinnie Tortorich's Fat the Documentary. Oh, yeah. I, I played the voice of uh, the evil U.S. government telling you what you have to eat. Um <laughs> That's awesome. I am the first voice, uncredited, that you hear in Adam Carolla's Road Hard. Mm. Um, the opening scene is he's on a radio station with Boomer and Sludge <laughs> on 97.3. <laughs> and so I had to do the radio, now back to Boomer and Nudge. <laughs> You're so perfect for this. I mean, it's like I, I don't. I can't imagine you doing anything else. I feel like, like if you worked at a bank or something, everyone yeah. every minute would be being like, "You should be on radio. You should be on podcasting." Yeah. <laughs> They're like, "Can I? Can, can I? Can I t get another withdrawal? Just, just tell me how much I have in my account." Yeah. Just one more time. Just tell me. In a world where you've overdrafted. <laughs> but uh, probably the coolest job I've ever had. Non-voice related. Hmm. I think I know. Can I guess? Yes. Is it the guacamole? No. Host. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I love the guacamole, <laughs> but when you have to host an event for eight hours, uh, and what is it? You're the host of the world's guacamole. The world festival? championship of guacamole. That, I dream oh, of a world. No, that where sounds we like that would bring out the worst people. Yeah. I'm the U.S. Yeah. trademark holder. Oh. Well. <laughs> really? I thought that was it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. What's What's the to... best job? Not in voice. Whistler, Olympics, ski jump DJ. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Oh, it's the best. You, the ski jump? So you're at the ski jump. You know the ski jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? if, you, if you could see this, listeners, if you could see it. So <laughs> here's what you do. You've got the next athlete up in the gate ready to take his jump mm. silent in the stadium the host country or the i forget how it goes now it's either the english announcer the french announcer and then the host country announcer and if it's in canada 
it's just the French announcer and then the English announcer, and they say, from Denmark, Von Grongron. <laughs> and then the, the thing goes and the gates open and you play a song. Oh my gosh, that's a and lot of pressure. Play like, you play like the beginning of a... Uh, uh, this is while like they're the, jumping. This is yeah, while they're yeah, yeah. so you're you're kind of like, pumping up the, the, the. You play like Firewoman from the Cult. Oh, or uh. See She Sells Sanctuary, <laughs> because it's got a. <laughs> and you, the idea is to hit that that oh, snare slap. Yeah. Right as they. Right as they hit the jump, so you're just you're, so it's it's you find a song with like a seven second intro. You're essentially giving the soundtrack to this yes. moment, this, okay, this this moment, and this you're trying event. to you're trying to and when it lines up, it's got to feel like oh, I got a fucking hard on for this and moment. And the crowd, yeah. fucking knows. Like it. wow, you you match that up. You knew exactly yes. what I was like. Yes. It's it's so fucking good. It's, wow. it's so much fucking fun. And and you're where are you when you're doing this? Like, are you in in the in one of the broadcast booths? Oh my gosh, that's super yeah. cool. And was that like obviously yep. that was canceled for COVID? But is that something that's ongoing? Uh, I've worked two Olympic games. Um, since then, I don't you know these were also home games yeah. essentially so it's a lot easier to get a job in the home games yeah but if they gotta fly you out to Russia you better have some fucking pedigree yeah I don't have that yeah. pedigree you know there's a ski jump DJ in Russia <laughs> that'd be funny if you guys all know each other like a convention of a like, <laughs> right. ski jump DJ but he's still using like vinyl right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in Torino there's a guy named Lucchese <laughs> oh my gosh that's so that's cool. amazing Oh, I think I'd enjoy that. But the best part, the best part, is right before the game, like the day before the games, me and my boss, and this is up in Whistler, me and my boss, like he picks me up at my little condo, and uh, we drive onto the venue, and I notice in the back of the uh, uh, Jeep, he's got cases and cases of beer and bottles of booze. <sighs> And he's like, we got to get all the shit in there today because we're not going to be able to get it in when these games start. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, let's do it. So we cover them up as best we can. We oh, my God. It's like a Mentos in. commercial. We sled in. Uh, you know, we got all these all these beers on a sled and we uh -huh. pull them into the to the security gate and we show our badges. And he is the venue director. Wow. He is or at least the. Um, the, the 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 broadcast the venue uh, broadcast director okay. not the TV guy right but what he's in control of everything you see or hear when you are sitting in those stands uh, I see so he's got serious juice yeah yeah mm -hmm. well some security person uh, some gatekeeper decides to check our shit and they say you can't bring the hey you can't bring this in here. <laughs> And I'm I'm just sitting there going like fuck, dude. We need to get this in there. Royal Canadian Mounted Police, <laughs> fucking walk up and go. No, they can bring that in. In fact, we're gonna escort them. Oh, <laughs> them. Of course, the Canadian police. <laughs> the, are the, fucking, the Canadian cops oh my God, I love got Canada. us all of our alcohol in. Oh wow. And we went and we buried it in the snow behind the broadcast booth. 
Wow. And so for, for you know, 15, 16 days, <laughs> fuck, we always your, knew where to get a beer. Your cooler was like right there. Exactly. That's so cool. Um, okay, so then <laughs> we're going to like jump around a little bit because one question I really wanted to talk with you is, uh, well, I guess there's two questions. Okay, one, have you ever had a moment, because with technical stuff, like it's always, I always feel bad for the person whose job it is to be the one that like no matter what you have to find a solution mm-hmm. and then it, you know because it's always like okay we're off air or whatever these mics won't work or whatever and it's right. like that all lies on you so has there ever been a moment in either like a live show podcast radio where it's like everything just fell to shit and you were just like i want to run into the ocean right now yeah yeah one of my very first when we started doing live shows we were in the, the improv in ontario mm. and uh it was being recorded as an Adam Carolla podcast, but it was just Adam at this time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, well, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, I'm, I had not gone to engineering school at this time. This was the moment that said, dude, you better fucking go get a certification in right. audio engineering because mm. you're not going to be able to fucking do this. I nearly killed a sold-out Ontario audience with feedback. Whoa. The worst kind. Of... Everybody. Oh, the fucking really? people are dropping fucking trays. <laughs> Drinks are spilling. No. Hey, asshole, turn that off! <laughs> All that shit's going on. I was mortified. Really? Oh. And, and, and the only thing you can do at that point is put your arm across all the faders and fucking slam them all down. Oh. And and then I had to slowly rebuild. Yeah. Each See what the problem That's was. That's so scary. I would always feel that way when I was at, when I was working at at the Belly Up and it's like something goes wrong or like the bass player's power goes out or whatever and right. then I was like, "Oh my gosh, the anxiety that I'm feeling right now mm. for you guys or you know for for people is like off the charts cuz it Having a crowd mad at you or having something like that is And so what scary. sucks is when you do everything right, nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody gives oh, a yeah, fuck yeah. because yeah. it just it went it went exactly the way you Thank thought you. it yeah. should be. Thank yeah. you. You're yeah. absolutely right. Okay. The, I, this is the I did only something right. I did something right. It's the only profession where you only get feedback if you fuck up. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh wow. You know, you talk about the crowd being mad at you. Yeah. But oh, after yeah. that, after I had to do gain structure, I had to fucking Dawson. Come on, Dawson, into to the whole fucking oh. sold out crowd. <laughs> Dawson, figure this shit out, Dawson. Mm. I would just run away. <clears throat> well, yeah, I can't. I, did, I didn't. <laughs> and then has has it been a big deal for you personally to like, you know, I adju- I'm sure adjusting everything pandemic wise to make yourself go virtual and i know you guys are doing more like of the shows now where people like zoom in and everyone's in different places was that like how did that affect fortunately you? that all kind of fell to chris loxamana okay okay so you were like you didn't have to he be the is one the that... yeah he's the producer producer and he took that under his wing that's and, cool awesome you know i i can do i'm an analog guy I can do digital IOs and I can use Pro Tools and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when you start integrating cameras and all that's that's way out of my depth. Mm. That's I I I don't I, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean I could, but I'm not going to enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything I don't enjoy. Yeah, yeah I love that. Oh my gosh, I, I like that. But you do. But what you do do, you work really hard at. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. so you afford yourself that ability. I right. Think. Yeah. Exactly. Look, you're thinking. No, I know. I just I, I. It's funny when, you know, you can meet people and be like, I don't really know who this guy is, but I feel like from the moment I met you today, I kind of knew who you were right away, and I feel like you're authentically yourself. Well, what got me excited about doing this podcast with you guys is uh, uh, you reached out, Meryl, mm-hmm. and you, you said we'd I'm like, do the podcast. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm set up for everything. You want to do Zoom? I'll yeah. Zoom it. You want to do in person? And you came back immediately like, we are in person. <laughs> We're going to be in the same goddamn, like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> totally fucking in. Let's do this shit. I'm just like, you will be spitting in my mouth as we yeah. go. We try our very hardest to never do anything online like that. Unless someone's Good. like, I'm in New York and I won't leave. It's like, well, then we'll see yeah. you when we get to New York. Yeah. Or if we really want to do this, I'd much. You don't get the same feeling when you're yeah. not yeah. in the same room. You don't. You play this other role, and you're like in your pajama pants, and it's like I'd rather like meet with somebody. Yeah, and I was ready for us to get backlash of like, because from the start we've really been posting pictures of ourselves <laughs> together, and then also with like other people. And I was waiting, but I feel like people also kind of know where we're at, so they're not really commenting on stuff. You know, because... a lot of people talk about that hot button thing about being on the right side of history. Mm. Yeah, you guys are on it. Thank you. Ah. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> a no, of, a lot of fucking <laughs> pew pew pew. Yeah. A lot of panic, a lot yeah. of panic, a lot yeah. of a lot of undeserved panic. Yeah, uh, a lot of crazy victimhood yes. happening these days. Um, is there a part of you that I'm sorry? This is way the fuck off topic. Right. Um, there is a part of me, and I wonder if you agree. It's like I kind of wish the grid would just go black for a bit. Like we would just kind of lose like social media, dating apps, things like that, Twitter. and just kind of just kind of go to a place where it's like, oh, I have to start making things that are actually important important again. And I don't want to sound like an old person, yeah. but it's like, I'm sick of like, you know, all this stuff where people are insecure because like, I didn't get enough likes. It's like, fucking grow up. Like, this is not reality. I feel you. But who are you going to tell about Yeah, it? I know. <laughs> That's I true. think I just told you and you're you're it one year older than me. So If a tree falls in the forest <laughs> and there's nobody there, yeah. does it make a noise? Did yeah. they get enough likes? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I just did a, a I do some stand-up comedy too, and I just did like a Zoom show, and it was so nice to not know the politics of people. Yeah. And it was like, I was with these nine other people, and I'm like, I don't know if, who you guys voted for. I don't really care. Yeah. And it was nice. It felt like very healing to kind of be back with people again and like not know everyone's stance on things and have yeah. it be so diversive, I think, you know? Yeah. But also, that sounded like a horrible situation. You did a Zoom comedy show, and then people were writing in the fucking chat oh, as yeah. you're doing comedy never and, do that and saying that they were saying like, "Oh, I'm yeah. Jewish too." And it's like well, you don't <laughs> need to see that chat coming Shut up. up. Shut the fuck up. People were writing what percent Ashkenazi Jewish they were in the comments, <laughs> and, and I know, and I hate Zoom things too, but. I, I feel like for something like comedy, I need all the experience I can get of stand-up, so it's like those little things are, are you know, whatever. Okay, yeah. wait, where can people, if you do stand-up or you're Los Angeles or everything, where can people find you? Well, wait a second, so you're doing stand-up? Yeah, I, I took a class up here um, about a year ago, and then I've, awesome. I've been at Flappers. Awesome. La Jolla Comedy Store. Yeah. Um, where else have I performed? You a did the Zoom show. You've a done few... some bars. You've done some yep. I've done just local San Diego shows. shows. Yeah. Any and idea really when like Flappers it. is going to start coming back? Because that's kind of my hometown. Yeah, that's right down the street. Club. I want to go there and yeah. work out. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Ooh, cool. let us know. Oh my gosh, we'll go see you too. But honestly, tell us how people can follow you so that we can all come see you. Yes. Uh, across the board, I'm at Dos Angeles. D-A-W-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S. 
Uh, Dos Angeles is an unco- unincorporated territory within Los Angeles County, but we do not obey by the rules of Los Angeles County. You don't you have are, to pay taxes. You are on... You are on sovereign ground. Love it. <laughs> when you're on my 8,800 square foot lot. It's beautiful. Um, I love fucking, this. Uh, um, yeah, Dos Angeles. D-A-W-S Angeles. You're awesome. And then people can hear your voice every day, every week, every mm-hmm. month on the Adam Carolla show. Here's the interesting thing. And I just realized this yesterday when I was recording a commercial for Valley High Toyota. There is no one in history who has said the word Corolla more than me. Oh my gosh. That should be a Guinness Book World Record. Yeah, you should. You Doesn't should get matter that. how you spell it. I've yeah. said it. That's true. We're going to submit that to That's someone. That's true. Yeah. You should get your own Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Just what you've always wanted a Toyota Corolla. That seems like you. That, you seem like a Corolla kind of guy. Oh, you've been awesome, man. Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you're you great. both. Thanks we for making you. the trip out here. Yeah, you're awesome. Um, and uh, so I, 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 to all the San Diego people, fucking miss you. Aww. <laughs> um, enjoy the most beautiful town in the world. Yeah, right? You know, and, and uh, enjoy your next retirement. time you're driving by Mission Bay, Aww. flick a cigarette out the window for me. <laughs> you know. That's exactly what they want you to do in Mission Bay, too. <laughs> like made out of hemp or something. Yeah, totally. You're joke. awesome, man. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to hang out in the sleeping bag with Dawson a little bit longer. You can go off I feel, like you're, gonna, I feel like you're going to go back into the sleeping bag. Yeah, he'll, him and I will be hanging out. Oh, geez. You're so, nasty. You're nasty. I'm not nasty. I just meant like you've got a nasty mind. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to say it like that, too. Hug. I'm going to say nasty. Oh, nasty. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. We love him. That's so cool. I feel like we know. I feel like we all kind of said this, too. But don't you feel like you like know him? He seems so familiar. Uh, Mike feels like the kind of guy I grew up around, like him, like hanging out with my sister, mm-hmm. my five-year-old sister, uh, older sister, right? <laughs> yeah. My five-year-old sister. Uh, no, he just seemed like the kind of guy that like would have some beers in the garage with your friend, w- with your older sibling's friends, yes. you know? That's what he feels like. Yes, he does remind me of that. And special thanks to him for letting us use his recording studio. Oh, because yeah. uh, during this pandemic, it's hard to find places to record out in the world. Absolutely. And he is a fantastic musician in his own right. And check out the band, The Smoking Kills. Mm. They're really good. Really, awesome. really, really good. Um, I feel like they're, I can't wait to go see them live. I really do. They're That's great. awesome. I want to drink some whiskey and go see The Smoking Kills with Mike Dawson. That seems like Mike Dawson, right? It does. I want to do that. Like just gonna... whiskey... A smoky bar. Yeah. Some two you know. really cute dogs that are totally my dog type. Yeah. Well, I could tell one of those dogs wanted to kill us though. No way. Yes, they were one of so those dogs. Sweet. I feel like uh, I feel like Dawson uh, is like Brad Pitt from uh, Once Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood, where it's like he would just go, and then the dog would just attack your throat. I could see that. I could totally see that dog doing. Yeah. It. The I one did. looked at me like I'll be your friend, but if I hear a. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Not, and I'm on the floor, like, kiss the inside of my mouth. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love them. They're totally my dog type. So, yeah. cool. Big Thank shout you. out. Thank you so much to Mike Dawson. He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I guess until next time, we will see you then. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. 
It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.